Well, if you would, take your Bibles with me again, open to Ephesians chapter 6. We are moving on, and we find ourselves, as we continue through this study of this great book, now looking at the beginning of chapter 6, where we find Paul's instructions to children. As you open up your Bible there, please follow along with me as we read together verses 1 through 3. Paul writes, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and you may live long in the land. We have considered God's instructions to husbands. Uh, we have considered God's instructions to the wives. And now, as we continue through the family, Paul now, through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is going to give us instructions for children. So, if you're in here and you are a kid, you have parents, that can mean small child or adult child, we have some instructions for you this morning. Children, God is speaking directly to you through His Word. Children, Paul writes, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. He literally calls out the children in the congregation. You have to understand, these were letters written and received by churches. So this letter written by Paul, given to the Ephesian church, someone would have stood up in the church and read this. And so maybe... The children are starting to doze off. They're not really talking to me. And then all of a sudden, children, they perk up. Obey your parents. Now, this assumes some things. The fact that Paul specifically addresses the kids. Here's what it means. One, God cares about children. He loves children. He gives commands to us because He loves us, because His commands are good for us. And so he loves you. Also, this assumes that God expects certain things from you. He doesn't expect you to be in church and constantly tuning this stuff out because this doesn't apply to you. These are responsibilities for adults, not you. No, no, no. God has responsibilities for you and commands for you. He expects you, even as a little child, to obey. Also, I think we could rightly assume that Paul is assuming that there are children in church. This is why he addresses them as such. Within the gathered church, the corporate body, Paul expects for children to be there, to hear it, which also means not only hear it, but God expects you children to listen to it. When God's Word is opened, God expects you to listen with an intent to obey it. And so God's Word is not just for the adults, it is also for you. And I want to show you this. You can turn to Matthew 19. Matthew 19. This is an interaction where Jesus is with children. Uh, this happened several times throughout His ministry. It is recorded in the gospel clearly because God wants to communicate 
what he thinks about children and how he cares for children. And this is what we read in Matthew 19, starting in verse 13. Then some children were brought to Jesus. Why? So that he might lay his hands on them and pray. Most likely, by the way, these children were brought to Jesus by their parents. Brought to Jesus by their parents. But here's what we read the disciples rebuked them. In other words, they said, Stop! Jesus is too busy. He has other things to do. Jesus responds and says, Let the children alone. In other words, they were telling the children to stop, and Jesus says, No, 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 you stop. Do not hinder them from coming to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. This morning, God is speaking to you through His Word because He loves you and cares for you and desires for you to come to a saving knowledge of the gospel that you might be in the kingdom. It belongs to you, He says. And yet, just because this passage is directly aimed at children, I want you to know, adults, that you're not off the hook. There are things that apply to us as well. In fact, there are some adults in the room whose parents are also in the room. And we are called to honor our parents. Now, another thing I need to say before moving on, I am aware that all of us come to these verses with a very different set of experiences. Some of you have had great experiences with your parents. Some of you have not had great experiences with your parents. Some of you are currently in a very challenging situation with your parents. And yet, I want you to know that God knows, He loves you, and His Word speaks powerfully and directly to you so that whatever your situation, you might honor God by honoring your parents. So this morning, I want to help you do that, and I have three keys to help you to do this, to help you to obey your parents or obey these commands and honor the Lord. Three keys so that you can walk in obedience. The first is this, understand these commands. Kids and adults, we need to understand what it is God is asking of us here. There are two commands. First, children, obey your parents. Then second, honor your father and mother. Now, these two things are very closely related, and yet there are two verbs here. So we begin with the first, children, obey your parents. What does it mean to obey your parents? You probably know what it means, but just so I could maybe provide a little bit of authority, I looked this up. I looked it up in the, dic- in the dictionary, in the Bible lexicon, and here's what I found. I hate to tell you this. It means, essentially, do what your parents say. This is what it says right here. It says, the meaning of the word is follow instructions. Do your parents ever give you instructions? Yes, and you are called to follow them. All the parents said yes. Or another definition, to carry out orders. Sometimes your parents give you orders, commands, carry them out. It means simply to do what one is told. Very simple. 
you are to obey your parents. How often are you to obey your parents? Well, there's a certain kind of verb here, and I want to give the kids a little bit of a grammar lesson, okay? You're not going to remember this, but maybe remember the idea. The verb tense is present imperative, present tense imperative, which is just a fancy way of saying, kids, you are to obey your parents continually, all the time, on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and not Friday because that's your day, no, Friday and Saturday and Sunday at all times. God is expecting you, here it is in His Word, to Obey your parents. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is writing, Children, always obey your parents. Continually obey your parents. So this is a command to be done at all times. There's another verse that makes this really clear. Maybe you don't believe what I'm saying here. Colossians 3.20, this is another verse that basically says the same thing. And here's what Paul writes. Children, obey your parents. And then he adds this. In everything, at all times, in everything. And then he adds this, for this, that is obedience in everything, pleases the Lord. Children, if you desire to please the Lord, obey your parents. This is how you can show Him that you love Him. If you love me, Jesus said, You will obey my commandments. You will keep my commandments. Here's one. Obey your parents. Your obedience shows the Lord that you love Him. So when mom or dad ask you to do something, you should say, yes, I'll do it. And you should do it with a heart attitude that pleases Christ. Now, Kids, I was once a kid, so I know this. We come up with all kinds of excuses as to why we don't have to obey our parents. And we love to voice these excuses, right? And we'll do our very best. But actually, there's really only two that God accepts. And now all the kids are paying attention. Okay, you want to take really good notes of this right here. Here's two excuses I'm going to give you for why you don't have to obey your parents. And the parents are also going to take really good notes because like, what's he about to say here? First, here's an exception. You don't obey your parents if they ask you to do something that is sinful or is against God's word. Why? Well, guess what? Your parents are an authority figure over you. But I want to tell you something. Your parents also have an authority figure over them, like way above them, and that's God. You are under your parents, but you are more so under God. And if your parents ever ask you to do something that is against what God says, do not do it. God expects you to obey Him rather than them in that situation. Now, here's the thing. Pretty sure most of you, if not all of you, have parents who love you, so you're probably never going to be put in that situation. But if you are, know that God expects you to honor Him and to obey Him first and foremost. All right, so cross that exception out. That doesn't work for you. That's no good. Here's another one, and that is this. You do not have to obey your parents when you become an adult 
who is no longer dependent upon your parents. This command has, in some sense, an expiration date. In an ultimate sense, you do not have to continue to obey your parents. In fact, even within the context, we know this. As we look at God's plans for someone who marries, we read this in Ephesians 5.31, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And you remember that word leave meant to forsake, to abandon in some sense, because you are establishing a new union, a new family. And guess what? You really can't leave your parents if you still have to obey them and everything. What if your parents just said, come back? It doesn't work in that way. The process can be a little messy. That is not easy. It's not easy for the child to go from independence to dependence and from obedience to now honoring the parent. And that's not easy for the parent to allow the child to become independent. This is something that I was thinking. I don't know if it's good or not, but here's an idea. I would suggest maybe you start talking about this before it comes. Hey, what is this going to look like? How can we still love each other even in this process when you leave? Because as a parent, you should desire to raise your children in such a way where they will become independent, no longer dependent upon you. What does it look like for you to still honor and for me to love and to help you in that process? Parents, when your child gets married, God has commanded that they leave and cleave. And certainly, we do not want to hinder that as parents. So if you're married, if you're an older adult, single, who is out of the house, living completely independent from your parents, you are no longer required to obey them in an ultimate sense, and yet, you're not off the hook, not by a long shot. There's another commandment. Yes, Paul said, children, obey your parents, but then he went on to say, honor your father and mother, and that commandment has no expiration date. It goes on for as long as you are breathing. Now, this isn't new revelation here, because as I am sure you are aware, kids and adults, this is one of the Ten Commandments. This was given a long time ago, and it's given again in the New Testament. Exodus twenty twelve. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land, that the Lord your God is giving you. This commandment is so important to God that He included it in one of the Ten Commandments. And He also repeated it. Jesus repeats it, Matthew 19, 4. For God said, honor your father and mother. And by the way, Jesus, when He said this command and repeated it, He actually wasn't talking to children. He was talking to adults. Okay, so we understand what it means to obey. What does it mean to honor? How do we understand this? Well, to honor your parents means to show them genuine, heartfelt respect and love. It is to esteem them very highly. And by the way, this esteem is not necessarily connected to their worthiness of it. Do you know where this comes from? As a result of this simple fact, God sovereignly put your parents in your life. He's the one that ordained and gave them the position over you. 
So you honor them, you esteem them, you respect them, you love them, you value them, and actually, in one sense, even fear them. Look at this, Leviticus 19.3. Every one of you shall fear, and that word really means fear, his mother and his father. And then it says this, I am the Lord your God. Why does he say this? I'm giving this commandment. This means we are to have a kind of healthy respect of our parents' position and authority. We don't desire to displease them. There's an awe and admiration for their position. In some ways, we understand this when it comes to like the President of the United States or a great king because of their position of authority. We have a healthy fear of them because of their ability to reward and punish. There's a fear of them and in the same sense of our parents and all in admiration. So this is the meaning of the two commands. It's really easy to understand. To obey means do what they say. To honor them means to love and respect them. This is what God expects of you, that you honor them. But let me say also this. God's Word is really clear that He not only expects you to honor and obey mom, but also you must honor and obey dad. In other words, both parents. You are called to obey both of them. Maybe for whatever reason, you like mom a little more than dad, and so it's a little easier, but you're not obeying and honoring dad. Or maybe dad is a little more strict. There's a little more fear of God that comes out when he talks, but mom, not so much. And so you have kind of a delayed obedience. No, no, no. God is expecting you to obey and honor both of them equally, regardless of how much you like them or not, or how strict or less strict they are. And the reason is because God has given both your mom and your dad authority over you. He put them both over you. So to disobey and disrespect your father is also to, in a sense, because they are one, to disobey and disrespect your mother. Dads, moms, we can help reinforce this. When you disrespect mom, son, daughter, you disrespect me and vice versa. They should know that that I am offended when you disrespect mom. The reason, again, is because God sees them as one. Ephesians 5.31, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one. God sees your mom and dad as one, and you also should see them in this way. And one way you can show that is by honoring them both. Now, parents, this has some major implications for us, like big-time implications. This means, if this is what we're expecting of our children and what God expects of our children, we ought to do our very best to live as one. They might know, mom and dad, they're in agreement, lockstep. I can't get anything past them. And this is important because when your children are born, they are born as expert military strategists. Divide and conquer. Little Genghis Khans. You go to mom. Can I have this? She said no. Sneak on over to dad. Your kids ought to know. 
you're one. And how are they going to know that? Because you do your very best to make sure you stay reconciled with one another. Because you do your very best to communicate with one another and have a oneness when it comes to how you parent your children and the decisions that you make and the punishments that you give out, the discipline that you use. You are one. And you don't have those disagreements in front of them. You go in your room behind closed doors, you work it out, and you come out stronger than ever. And by the way, what annoys your children early on? I can't get anything past mom or dad. I go and ask dad, he says it, and then I go and ask mom, same thing. That's going to be a great annoyance to them. Will one day be a major blessing to them. Bless them by being one in the way that you raise them. This is the idea. So this is the first key to obeying these commandments. You have to understand them. Now let me give you another key, and that is you have to apply them. You might understand them, but the question is, will you apply them in every situation? Application to obey is pretty simple. We've covered this. You understand this. Now what does it mean to apply them? Let me give you some ideas. First, children, you can obey or honor your parents by listening to them. Has your parents ever said to you or asked you this question, are you listening to me? Do you hear me? Why do they say that? Because you cannot obey them if you don't hear them. And not only do you need to hear them, you need to understand them so that you can obey. You know, one of the ways that you show you love Christ, you listen and hear His Word. Have you not heard Jesus said? God the Father says, do you hear me? Some of you have ears, but you're not truly understanding. If you want to honor your parents, listen to them, and also adult children. If you want to honor your parents, your relationship with your parents changes as you get older. No longer, hopefully, are they commanding you as they once did. You've gone from dependence to independence, but here's a way that you can truly honor them. Go to them for counsel. Ask questions. Hey, mom, dad, this is a challenging situation that I'm in. What do you think? Will you pray for me? And that is a situation that honors your parents. Second, children, you can honor your parents with your body language. Your body language. Every parent knows this, the shrug of the shoulders, the roll of the eyes. These things can be dishonoring, can't they? Very dishonoring. When you roll your eyes, this is not honoring. When your mom or dad tells you, go clean your room, and suddenly, for whatever reason, there's this innate response where your eyes go into the back of your head, this doesn't honor them, and they see it because you want them to see it. You're falling short of this commandment. I want you to turn over. I want to give you a little motivation. Proverbs 30, 17. Turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17. Proverbs speaks to this idea of obeying and honoring your parents over and over again. If you want some help in this of how to parent and how to honor your parents, here it is in Proverbs. And this one particularly stands out. This is what it says. The eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother 
will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by vultures. Why the eye? Because the eyes are dishonoring the parent. So kids, if you have your little notebook, and maybe you're not quite old enough to write, but you're drawing pictures, this would be a great picture to draw right here. Older sibling, rolling the eyes, raven coming straight at them. This is meant to show you that God takes this extremely seriously because He sees your heart attitude. This is not honoring to your parents. You can also show honor to your parents by just being polite and courteous, being kind to them. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Mom, let me get that for you. Let me help you. There's a politeness and a kindness that is honoring to them. You can do that. Also, maybe the way you talk to them might show honor. And not only in front of them, but also when they're not in the room. Some of us are really good at slandering our parents to our friends, maybe even to our spouses, maybe even a little gossip going on in, in church. This is not honoring. The Bible is really clear on this. Proverbs 20, 20. If someone curses his father, speaks ill of his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in utter darkness. This is not a place you want to be. Or here's a verse that appears right in the middle of several verses which come together to paint a picture of a fool. No one wants to be a fool. Well, here's part of that picture, Proverbs 30, 11. What's a fool? There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. That's a fool. Or this seems to ramp it up a little bit. Leviticus 20, verse 9, for if anyone curses his father or mother, he shall surely be put to death. He has cursed his father and his mother. His blood is upon him. In other words, he deserves this. Well, that's an Old Testament command. Jesus repeated it. Matthew 15, 4. For God commanded, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles Slanders, speaks ill, father or mother must surely die. God takes this extremely seriously. And by the way, parents, we must set an example here and ought to set an example here. Do you want to help to teach your kids what it means to honor you in speech when you're not around? Honor others with your speech when they're not around? the authority figures that God places in your life, a boss, a president, do you have speech that is honoring to them? If you have speech that is slanderous, you're teaching your kids something, and your kids are listening. And also, honor one another with your speech. Uh, Speak about your wife in front of your children in an honoring way and vice versa. Your kids will pick up on that. Honor them with your speech. Also, a few other ways you can honor your parents. You can show your parents honor by being patient with them. Kids, I have a secret. Ready for this? Your parents are not perfect. They're sinners. They sin. We sin. I sin. 
which means we are at times, hopefully it's our heart's desire not to want to, are going to sin against you. Be patient. What does Paul say in 1 Corinthians 13, 4? Love is patient. You want to honor your parents? Be patient with them. Be patient with them. Forgive them. And maybe even as they age a little bit, they're a little more slow. Maybe they say the same thing over and over and over and over again. And then just when you thought they were done, again, be patient with them. They've been patient with you. Speaking of old age, here's one that applies to everyone in the room. You can honor your parents and should honor your parents as they age, as they get older. Kids, I want you to think about this. One day, you may need to take care of your parents. And I want you also to think about this. God gave your parents to you so that they could take care of you. And also, He gave you to your parents so that one day you could take care of them. Chose you for that, just like He chose your parents to take care of you. That's an amazing thought. Right now, you're dependent upon your parents. One day, it may switch. And in that day, you're called to honor them, to help them. By the way, that'll be much easier if you are right now, starting from the very beginning, seeking to love them. You can love them in old age. Let me show you how serious God takes this. Turn over to 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5. Again, Paul's writing to the church. He's giving instructions to the church. And here's a situation of an aging parent, a widow. And he has some um, instructions for the church and specifically the kids. This is what we read in 1 Timothy 5 3. Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children, or grandchildren, grandkids, even you have a responsibility. Let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents. For this is pleasing in the sight of God. He's assuming that you consider your parents to be a part in some way of your household. And he says, if you want to make some return for all that your parents did for you, their kindness and their love, here's how you can do it. Take care of them. Help them. This is pleasing in the sight of God. In other words, God looks down, and when he sees this situation of now you making a sacrifice for your aging parent, this pleases him. How serious is God about this? 1 Timothy 5.8, if anyone does not provide for his relatives, this would include aging parents especially, and especially for members of his household, he's denied the faith. And is worse than an unbeliever. This is not in keeping with Christian character. Jesus, by the way, also addresses this topic. Look at Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7, verse 9. Now we're talking to all the adults in the room. Jesus speaking to the Pharisees, who, by the way, had come up with the best excuse 
for not providing for one's parents as they age, said this. Jesus says to the Pharisees, Mark 7, 9, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. That is sarcastic. For Moses said, honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles his father and mother must surely die. That's what Moses is saying. But you say something different. What are they saying? If a man tells his father or mother, whatever you have gained from me is Corban, that is given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. What were the Pharisees saying? Don't give your money to your parents when they need your help. Give it to the church. What were the Pharisees doing? Not helping their parents, giving it to the church, or keeping it for themselves. There's no better excuse than that. Jesus says, that's no excuse. No, no, no. This is not what you do. Jesus, who is God, said, that's not it. You've missed it. We do not make void God's commandment for the sake of our own pleasure. And by the way, I would say today, most likely the issue is not that people are going around saying, hey, mom and dad, I would, I would help you out, but I want you to know my money, it's kind of tied up in the church. No, 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 the, the issue is probably much different. Mom and dad, I would help you out, but my money, it's kind of tied up in my lifestyle. In my selfishness, I can't. It's given to me. This has great implications. Children, as you grow up and you get a job, you mature, you get your own household. Here is something that you need to be purposely thinking about, and it would be better to think about it now as opposed to later. I need to be wise with my money in such a way that one day I may be able to help my parents. And you know what? Your parents are doing that exact thing for you. Hopefully, they're being wise with their money so that they can sacrifice and provide for you. It's going to one day flip. Put yourself in such a position to honor them, to help them, and to love them in that day. God expects you to care for your parents as they age. So prepare for that. You probably cannot remember the beginning of your relationship with your parents. And if you can, I want to talk to you after. But you will remember the end. Honor your parents as they age. One more. How can you honor your father and mother? Your behavior. It will either honor your mom and dad or bring dishonor to your mom and dad. This goes for when you're living in your house and when you're living outside of your house. Proverbs 29, 15, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Why is it that the child left to himself brings shame? Well, this child's not receiving correction and discipline. He's not being given wisdom. And so left to himself, he begins to live in such a way that brings shame and dishonor and embarrassment to the mother. 
Now, parents know this automatically. We've all been in situations where we're a little embarrassed by our kids. This is natural. You go to the grocery store and your kids start grabbing things off the shelf and throwing it at people and screaming. That's embarrassing. And people don't know what you're doing with your kids. They might assume, what's wrong with that parent? Kids, if you want to honor your father and mother, make them glad by walking in righteousness according to God's command. Proverbs 10.1, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is a sorrow to his mother. 3 John 1.4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in truth. John there talking about spiritual children, but of course this applies to our own children. Proverbs 23.4, the father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He whose father who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. And then this, if that's true, that the father of a righteous will greatly rejoice, here's a command and an idea for the child, let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. In other words, if it's true that living righteously brings great joy to your father and mother, here's what you ought to do. Live in such a way that brings them joy. To use a track analogy, as a child, you're at the starting line, other people running the race with you, your parents are all in the stands, gun goes off, you're running, coming on that last straightaway, and someone turns to your mom or dad and says, hey, which one's yours? Run in such a way that makes them proud. That one. Oh, the one that just walked off the track, that one? It doesn't necessarily mean you have to win the race, by the way. It just means that you need to run it with all of your heart unto the Lord. That's mine. That's the one. Live in such a way that brings honor to them. Whether that means cleaning your room, running a race, or what you do with your life later. Live to honor them. So there we have two keys to obeying this command. Understanding it, applying it in multiple different ways. I'm sure your parents have lots of other ways you can apply this. Dangerous question would be to go ask your parents, hey, how can I apply this? They'll tell you. But here's one more that is so important. Trust the God who gave these commands. Listen, I understand. It might be really hard to trust your parents sometimes. I get it. Whether you're 5, 10, 16, 19, there are going to be some situations that are really hard to trust your parents. They're going to make it really hard for you to obey your parents and honor your parents, but your parents may not always do things perfectly. God always will. And you can trust Him who gave you this command. And this command, I want you to know, is for your good. Look at what it says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. This is right. Listen, there are some things that aren't right, that won't lead to goodness in your life, but this, this is right on the right path. No matter what your parents are doing, this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. 
Husbands, you didn't get a promise. Wives, you didn't get a promise. Children, you get a promise that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. Generally speaking, what this promise is saying, though at times a rebellious child might live a little longer and an obedient child might die more quickly, generally speaking, it will go well for you if you obey and honor your parents. There will be blessing in your life is what this is saying. In fact, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 1. Again, a book all about obedience to parents. This is what we read in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. Solomon writing to his son. And he says, remember he said one way you can honor your parents is hear them. Hear, my son, your father's instruction. I'm giving you instruction. Listen, forsake not your mother's teaching. Why? They are a graceful garland for your head. Pendants around your neck. That's just another way of saying it'll go well for you. It'll be blessing. Sometimes it may seem that your parents are against you. I mean, they're constantly giving me these commands. This is for your good. We love you, and certainly the Lord loves you as well. Honor your father and mother that it may go well for you. God has sovereignly put them in your life to protect you. Surely it's a good thing if you seek to honor them. Also, honoring your parents prepares you for later responsibilities in life. Right now, you've got two people over you who love you, and they may have some things for you to do. But one day, you may have two people over you who don't have the same last name as you. It might be really hard to discern whether they truly love you or not, and still, you are called to honor them. You need to grow in being able to honor the authority figures in your life. And God has given you a great environment for you to learn. Right here, right now, with your parents, you seek to honor them, to love them, esteem them, that it may go well with you. Because God loves you. Now, here's the thing, as we conclude. You all understand these commandments. Child, adults, you get it. They're not hard to understand. And even though I've given you some ways to apply it, you already knew some ways to apply it. It's not hard to know that either. And it's pretty easy to understand this promise. You understand that there's blessing. So I have one question, especially you kids. Why is this so hard? Even as adults, teenagers, why is this so hard? I have parents who love me and care for me. Why can't I honor them? There's one simple reason. You're a sinner. You're full of sin. The reason you can't do this is because you have sin. In of yourself. You want evidence that you're a sinner? Maybe you don't believe that you're a sinner? Why aren't you honoring your parents? There's evidence. Why don't you obey them? And the problem is, God takes this extremely seriously. I mean, it's the problem that you don't obey your parents, but it's a bigger problem that God takes that seriously. Let me just give you two lists very quickly to show you that. 
Here's a list of sins which God says characterizes a debased culture, an evil society. Here's what we read, Romans 1.28. Paul says, And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, these are people who don't acknowledge who God is, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. These people were filled, Paul says, with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents? How'd that get in here? Foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless? Or listen to this. Here's a list of sins that characterizes the last days. This is a time when evil is at its all-time max. Understand this, 2 Timothy 3.1. In the last days, there will come times of difficulty. People will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents. And a characteristic that goes right along with that, ungrateful. Heartless. Paul goes on to say, avoid such people. Right in the middle of two lists of sins that you would agree with are evil is one that God says is evil, and that is disobedience to parents. Why can't you keep this command? Because you are a sinner. God hates that sin, which means. God's, right now, against you. You're against God. I need to remind you, who gave this command? God gave this command. Obey your parents. Honor your father and mother. Now, kids, maybe teenagers, you may be thinking, you don't get it. This is so difficult. This is so hard. You don't know my mom or dad. There are no exceptions. And you're right. I don't know your mom or dad. I don't know your situation. But I can tell you this. I know Christ. And I know God. And God has given this to you because he loves you and cares for you. But not only has he done that. He didn't just say, love your parents. And obey your parents. He sent his son to die for you, to pay the penalty that you deserve because of your disobedience to your parents. And also, to not only pay that penalty, but to now have his righteous life, a part of that was he perfectly obeyed his parents to you. And here's the promise. If you will repent of your sin, turn from your sin of disobeying your parents, and you will trust Christ and follow Him and seek to obey them, you know what He promises? Salvation and a new heart. And guess what will be in that new heart? A seed which grows into a desire to honor and love your parents. The title of this message was Spirit-Filled Children, and I have something to tell you. Children, you cannot obey and honor your parents if you do not have the Holy Spirit. God gives the Holy Spirit to kids too. Did you know that? If you will repent and trust in Christ, He will give you His Spirit. The kingdom belongs to such as these. 
That's an even better promise. All of this is because God loves you. And if you want to show God you love him, obey and honor your parents. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Pray with me. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Father, we understand that these things are not easy. But, Father, they are certainly possible. This is why you gave them, and this is why you gave us your son. Lord, we ask that you would help all of the children in here, Lord, to grow in such a way that they would understand who you are, that they would love you, that they would love your word, that they would come to a saving knowledge of Christ, not only, and certainly not ultimately, so that they might obey and honor their parents, but ultimately so that they might learn to honor you. And Father, we ask that you would help all the parents in here. We understand these commandments have great implications for us. If they are to honor us, certainly we should seek to live in an honorable way. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to be patient with them, to love them, to be rightly motivated in all that we do. Help us to understand as they are under us, we are under you. Certainly we must live in fear of you because we love you. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who has died for us despite our disobedience, despite our dishonor. Father, we thank you for that provision. Help us to trust him, we pray in your name. Amen.